0: Friday and welcome to getting real estate in Vegas I am I am your host Bridget Magnus and this is the Vegas video network we've got a lot of great shows so be sure to tune into all of them or get your favorites automatically with iTunes Now, if you've got a question for us, go ahead and send that in to gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. I'm so glad you took some time away from doing your taxes to go ahead and watch us today. So let's go ahead and get started with the Friday figures. All right. Well, the trend of declining availability has finally broken for just a little while. We are up to a whopping 14708 available, which is up year-over-year 32%. Year the um, the price, median price on houses is 137000 which is unfortunately down 33% from last year. And the price on a condo or a townhome is at $65,000, which is down only 18%. Now, of all those available units, 2,801 of them are foreclosed homes. That is up 47% from last year, and the median price on those is roughly 103,000. And there are also 7,160 short sales available, up 39% from last year. Median price there, 110,000. Non-distressed sales, 4,700-some-odd. That's up 13% from last year at a median price of 178,000. In the last 30 days, we have closed 3,841 homes. That's up 9% year-over-year. Median sales price, $112,500, down 14%. Median list price, $115,000. That's down only 13%. We do, in addition, have 13,919 contingent units. That is up from last week and down 21% from last year. 3,703 rentals available, median price $1,100, 2,200 some odd closed in the last 30 days, at a median rent of $1,125, owners needed. Um, We do also have just a few quick news items for you this week. Federal regulators are insisting on payments to some homeowners who were wrongfully foreclosed upon. Um, It's a great first step, but I think good luck claiming the money. There is no agreement between banks and state attorneys general about a foreclosure fraud settlement, and some of those AGs want the right to do their own probes. This ought to be interesting. Interest rates up, but still only 4.91%, a great rate to be sure. Now, on this show, we've talked about the foreclosure process, and we've talked about the process of buying a foreclosed home. But honestly, I didn't realize that we needed to talk about the middle part. But last week, I was at a party and I had to answer some questions. Uh, So so that's where today's show comes from. We are going to be talking you through what happens between foreclosure and going on the market. And we've got a lovely graphic to help us out with that. It's Kind of a little map, and we're going to go through this in a little bit more detail here in mere moments. The first step, obviously, is the foreclosure. Now we've gone through that process, so I'm not going to belabor it very much. The next step is generally eviction of the current residents, except renters in most cases. And I'm going to dwell for a couple of minutes on the issue of the renters here. Um, Foreclosure is grounds to break your lease in the state of Nevada. You should even get your security deposit, except for the fact that your um, landlord doesn't pay the bills. So good luck with that. If you do not have a lease, federal law does give you 90 days to move, but yes, you have to pay your rent. If you do have a written lease that is an arm's length transaction, that means it's not a lease between you and a blood relative or your best friend or something like that, you can stay there. They have to honor your lease unless the new owner plans to move into it himself. That's a very rare circumstance, but I thought it was worth mentioning here. On the other hand, you may well be offered cash for keys. That's where they pay you to get out in a timely fashion and leave the place nice. Seriously, consider taking that. It's money in your hands. Um, If your state has a right to redemption and Nevada does not, um, it is their interest to keep you there paying rent as long as they can. Now, here's where things get sticky. You're considering buying back the house from the bank. Well, please be aware that the bank official to whom you pay your rent does not have the authority to negotiate with you. He can't uh, lower the price from what is owed any more than the manager of McDonald's can arbitrarily add items to the menu. Um, So he is going to ask for the whole balance that was owed by your previous landlord. They will not consider a lower offer as long as you live there. And if I may quote the movie 300, this will not be quick, and you will not enjoy it. <laughs> so after um, the eviction, the uh, property moves into the hands of a gentleman known as an asset manager. Now, the, the asset manager's job is to manage getting rid of the asset. So the first thing he's going to do is he's going to pull multiple BPO's. That stands for Broker Price Opinion. That's essentially getting a realtor to go ahead, pull the comps, and figure out what they think it's going to take on the open market. And they're also probably going to get an appraisal by a licensed appraiser, different set of licenses. Um, now, he needs—he's this is the man who can negotiate with you. But he's got to get all that information first, because his job in the end is to get the best possible deal for his boss, the bank. Um, So what's going to happen next is, after he's gotten all this information, one of the realtors, probably one of the ones who got him that BPO in the first place, is going to get a listing. At this point, lots of people can go ahead and make offers, and it is entirely possible there may be some cleanup at this point. Um, Banks have discovered, just like most sellers, that if you spend a few hundred bucks fixing up a place, making sure it looks nice, you are likely to get a few thousand dollars back, and that is just good business sense, whether you are a traditional seller or a bank. Now, unfortunately, this may uh, come out of the listing agent's pocket, so please be merciful. Now, uh, now this is the point where we start to wait for offers, and I do mean wait for offers, because the bank is not going to consider any offers until that property has been on the market at least a week. HUD is going to wait at least 10 days, and um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and other uh, government entities, they're going to wait 15 days before they consider a single purchase offer. In addition, I would like to point out that Fannie and Freddie do not consider non-occupant owners for a month. Um, non-occupant owners, of course, include all sorts of investors, people who are planning on renting it out, people who are planning on fixing it up and flipping. Doesn't really matter if you're not planning on living there, you are non-occupant owner. And now only at this point, when they've got a stack of offers and had good amount of time to consider them, Are they going to go ahead and accept highest and best? Of course, like any other seller, they're entitled to get the best money they can get for their property. So I just wanted to let you know that some of the timeframes involved, it's probably going to take the asset manager a week, two weeks to go ahead and get those BPOs and appraisals. It might take another week for cleanup. You know, maybe they decide to replace some carpet and do some paint. That takes time too. and again, we're talking another week or two or four before they actually accept an offer. This is a time-consuming process, and if you are in the middle of it, you need to be aware that that's what it is. And so that kind of clears up that situation. So uh, who's ready for some real advice? All right, today we are going to talk about common MLS codes. We kind of toss them around in the business, and you're entitled to know what on earth we're talking about. Let's start with the simple ones. Available. Yay. Um, There are three different codes for available, um, exclusive right and exclusive authority. Basically, what that means is the way that the listing agent is going to get paid For you as the buyer, there's not really much difference. It's just something you need to be aware of in case you see that EA instead of ER. There is also a code for auction. Auction means, of course, that one of the big auction companies is going to go ahead and have them on the auction. You do have limited rights for uh, for, um, due diligence, so please be aware of that as you go forward. Now there's also a bunch of MLS codes for not available. The, the one that used to be the most common was expired, big letter X. Nope, not gonna happen there. Um, you do also have a code for withdrawn, both conditionally and unconditionally. Um, usually that's kind of a temporary thing that's, that's gonna be fixed, but not yet. However, there is also temporarily off the market. This is most common for cases where, say, there's going to be some renovation and, you know, the buyer has said, you know what, this week I'm going to be painting and carpeting, so, you know, don't bother to bring anybody by. Okay, that's fine. Um, There is also H for historical listing. These are basically what has happened in the past, over a year ago, and it's it's mostly for prior information. It can be useful if you're trying to figure out, for example, what a home sold for four years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago. Now, of course, we've also got under contract. Now, when I do report um, the contingent sales, I do lump these two together because they essentially do mean a contract has been signed. If everything goes well, there will be a closing. Contingent means they're waiting for something to happen, either a short sale approval or inspections or a mortgage approval or an appraisal. As soon as that something happens and it's all good, it will turn to pending. However, it is possible for a listing to fall out of contingency and become available again. It is not something I ever encourage a a client to count on, but it does happen particularly with short sales. And the final category I'd like to talk about is closed. Obviously, there are two major uh, subcategories here, sold and leased. Both are very self-explanatory. Alright then, I do hope that I have been informative today and I do hope you have a terrific weekend. Be sure to send those questions into Getting Real at vegasvideonetwork.com. If you've got a personal real estate issue that I can help you deal with, you can find my contact information and the full version of the Friday figures at bridgetmagnus.com. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Tax Day! <laughs>